Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, today is a Mother's Day, and we come around the Word of the Lord this morning, and we're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 6. We've been going through the Gospel of Matthew, so we're going to continue there today. We're going to go, we're looking in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 6, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 4 today. And it talks about giving. Jesus is teaching about giving. And uh, when we just look around our lives, we can see that uh, there's no one who gives more of themselves and more freely a, than a good mother. Amen? Okay. A good mother gives to her infant and child the, the love, affection, the care uh, that it needs, right? And a child is totally dependent. When a mother gives love and affection to the child, it's not looking for anything in return. It's just an outpouring of love and care for that child, right? And uh, if that child was hungry, would the mother neglect it? A good mother. No, a good mother would feed that child. If uh, it was cold outside and the, the child didn't have any clothes to put on, he can't put on a clothes, so what does the mother do? Close the child, put the clothes on the child. If it's too hot, they take them off. Too cold, they put them on, right? So a mother sees the needs uh, of that child and tends to those needs, right? Would it, what would you say of a mother who saw her child freezing and had a coat she could have put on and just turned away and didn't care? What would you say? Was that a good mother? No. no. A good mother looks and sees that some, their child is cold and they, and they have a coat to put on, they will go put that on the child, right? right. And so when, when the mother sees a need, she tends to it as best she can, right? right. So, you know, it's, I'm not talking about the mother, a child wants a, a Mercedes and the mother says, oh, I got to get a Mercedes, otherwise I'm a bad mother. That's not what I'm talking about, right? But when there's a, a, a real need, a legitimate need, and the mother can do something about it, should the mother do something? Yes or no? Yes, right? Absolutely. And so now remember where we're at here. We're in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 6, and uh, praise the Lord. So we're looking here at Jesus's. we're uh, on the mount, right? And Jesus was teaching his disciples. Remember we said Jesus was... He saw the multitudes, and he had compassion on them, right? Jesus has compassion on all of us, yes. whether we are saved or unsaved. The mercies of God and the compassions of God are new every morning upon everyone. Yes. Whether we receive it or not is up to us, but the compassions are there every morning. And Jesus was teaching his disciples then, and he's teaching us today and every day in between and until the Lord comes, these words are teaching whoever reads them, whoever has the ears to hear and, and hearts to receive, these are words of teaching to us today, right? Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. That these words are effective and powerful just as much as when Jesus spoke them on the mount to the disciples, they're as powerful and effective and full of meaning as even today as they were then. And if the Lord tarries, they'll be that way tomorrow, right? The word of the Lord endures forever. It never, doesn't change. And so we're looking today in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 6. And let's read verses 1 through 4, and then we'll go from there. 
Jesus continues his teaching and he says this, Take heed that you do not uh, that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou dost th thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have the glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand is doing, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are words that he's talking to his disciples. This world, he's telling them there's a world. You see the multitudes out there. This world is full of needs. People in the world around us uh, are needy, right? Remember when, uh, when, uh, when the woman broke out the alabaster jar and poured it over, over Jesus? And they said, oh, that's so expensive. What are you doing that? And, you know, and Jesus says, you know, the, he said to them, the poor you will have with you always. How many of you know that? From Jesus' time and before, and from this until now, and until the Lord comes again, there will always be poor and needy people in this world. And they will always be poor and needy people around our lives. Yes. I don't care who you are, where you live, where you're at, you will always, if your eyes are open and you look and see, there will be poor and needy people in the world around you in many different ways, shapes, and forms, yeah. right? Not everyone might need a pair of gloves. Not everyone might need a coat. Not everyone might need something, but there is needs around us. Yeah. And so when Jesus uh, teaching here, he's talking about alms, giving, seeing a need and giving. This is what Jesus is teaching his disciples. When you go out into the world, you're going to see needs. You're going to see needy people around you. And what you are to do is to give. Yes. But the way you are to give matters. Yes. The way you give makes a difference. Amen. All of us in our lives, we've seen needs and we've given. And Jesus is telling them, God, when you go out into the world to minister in my name, for my kingdom, for my glory, you're going to see needs. And this is way, the way you are to give there's a way to give, and there's a way you shouldn't give, not to give, right? And so Jesus is talking about the motive. You know what motive is. Amen. In the heart, Jesus sees the heart of every man, right? And that reveals the true motive. The heart reveals the true motive of why someone does something, why someone gives something in this case, okay? And so... What we're trying to say here today is what a man does, what a person does, matters greatly to God. God expects men to be kind and to do good in this world, Amen. to help others through personal involvement and through giving generously and sacrificially. Yes. Generously and sacrificially. But there's something else that God expects, something that is of major importance, critical importance, if you would. 
God expects a man or a person to have the right motive in giving. Yes. You know, when someone goes to court, they, they look, what's, what was the motive? Why, what, what was the reason? What caused them to do that? And God looks at the motive of the heart in our giving. Just why a man does good and shows kindness matters greatly to God. It matters so much that a person's eternal fate is determined by his motive. And that's why Jesus warns us about the motives of our heart. To do the right thing because we want to. To love Jesus because we want to. To give because we want to. And so here it says, alms is, again means the doing of good and the giving to others. Alms means the righteous acts, giving in order to meet the needs of the poor. That's what alms means. Giving, giving in order to meet the needs of the poor. In those days, to the Jew, the giving of alms and righteousness meant the same thing. If they, if they saw needs and didn't give, they were being unrighteous. This is the way they looked at things, mm -hmm. right? And so anyone who wanted to do the right thing, be righteous in those days, they, they needed to give. And giving was, uh, in those days, was one of, and, and today and always, giving was one of the greatest things a Jew could do. It was the first, what they call, act of their religion, the first thing they could do was to give. And Jesus said, when the Bible says elsewhere, that Jesus came to give, not to receive. Yes, amen. He came to give, not to receive. Amen. Right? Mm -hmm. And so here there is the, uh, we see this. And that Jesus warned that there's a great danger in giving and doing alms also. There's a great blessing and there's a great danger in what we give, how we give, and to whom we give. And so it says, Jesus says, take heed and guard yourselves. Do not, you know, don't give for recognition or you will lose your reward. This is what Jesus says. So there's two important things that we want to look at here. We must guard and be alert to the deception of giving and doing good before men because a person's heart can be deceived. A person, we need to give alms and do good because this is what God calls us to do, yeah. teaches us to do, and expects us to do. Amen. This is what Jesus was teaching his disciples. He wasn't just, you know, bloviating. He wasn't just saying, you know, if you want to do this, do it. You know, it's good to give, and if you want to give, good, and if you don't want to give, don't. Jesus never taught that. That's not the teachings of the Lord. Jesus said, well, if you see a need and you want to give, you're, you're, you'll be blessed. If you see a need and you don't want to give, well, that's okay, I love you. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, you see a need, take care of it. This is what I expect. But how you do it and why you take care of it makes a difference. You see, giving for recognition is the wrong motive for giving. I don't, Jesus is telling them, don't give so you can be recognized as someone special, as someone of importance, because recognition is said to be sought by blowing one own horn. You ever hear the expression, they toot their own horn? Yeah. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Look at me, how great I am. Look what I'm giving. Wait, call the newspapers, I'm going to give. I want, the, I want them to be there and take a picture of me giving. That's tooting your own horn. That's giving, you know, because Jesus says, don't be like the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees. Don't be like those who, who give so that they could be seen in the synagogues as being righteous people. They made a big deal out of being seen in what they give because they wanted the attention. They wanted the focus. Look, look at me. I'm going to give. 
And Jesus said, don't be like them who give in the synagogues or toot their horns, it says, in the streets before the public. Because, you know, there, there's places to give within the church, within the synagogue, within the church, and there's times to give outside the church to the, to the people. And here it says, whenever she don't, Jesus is saying, you know, don't be uh, <clears throat> like the hypocrites. He says, don't, don't, you know, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. He says, don't be like them. They're hypocrites. They're tooting their horns so that they can be recognized. And they're doing it in the church and outside the church. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, when they do that, toot their own horn so that everybody can see what they're given, how much they're given, what they're given, do what about, and they're tooting their horn and they want the attention. Jesus says, don't be like them because they're going to get their reward. But my father's not going to reward them. The reward they get is just going to be there. So Jesus is saying, listen, you see that multitude out there? There's a multitude of needs. When you go to meet a need or give, don't toot your horn. Don't make a big show of it. Just get out there, meet the need because you want to meet the need, because you have compassion. What does the Bible say? God has compassion on us. He has mercies, tender, loving care. He cares about us. Yes. God cares about your needs, doesn't he? Thank you. And God has said, if you want to be like me, if you want my teaching, then you have to be, come like me in my giving. God gives generously, 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 exceeding abundantly he gives yes. to everyone Amen. to everyone God doesn't withhold if God has it he gives it Amen. right Amen. the only time he doesn't give is if a person is is unrighteous and not receiving from God God wants to give to everyone he wants to pour out to everyone who would receive it who would be thankful right to, to get God just gives whether we're thankful or not doesn't matter God is going to give it. And he's going to say, if you want to be thankful, thank me. If you don't, you know, you're reaping. What about the ten lepers, right? Yes. God poured out his healing upon all of them, right? Yes. One came back to say thank you. Mm -hmm. But did God say, okay, who is going to be thankful? I'm only going to heal the one that's going to be thankful to me. Did God say that? No. God says, I'm going to heal all ten of you. Mm -hmm. They received their healing, didn't they? Mm -hmm. What would you do if you received your healing? Would you go back and thank God? One did. Jesus is saying, see the multitudes out there? It's not about whether they're going to thank you. It's not about whether they're going to come back and praise you and say, oh, how wonderful a person you are. If you see a need, go out and meet that need. Even if they turn and, and, and not even thank you and go their own way. Have you ever done that? Have you ever helped someone, provided for them, and not even receive a thank you, and they just turn and just go their way like you never even were in the picture? I think that's happened to all of us at some point in time, right? So Jesus is saying, give, whether you don't expect something back, just give. Whether they thank you for it is entirely up to them. They will be blessed if they come back and thank you. If they just take that and go their own way, you're free. Your hands are, you've done, you've given. And that's it. That's all that God requires. That's what he's teaching them. That's just, you know, see it and give the need. Because the motive is what is important to God. You see, God takes 
When God imparts his word and teaches us, he expects, he expects us to learn from it, to, to receive it and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We just can't hear God's word and say, well, I don't know about that one, God. It sounds good, but I can't do it. Well, yes, you can. If God is, gives us his word, his word is to teach us and instruct us in the way we should go, in the way we should do things. And it's up to us to say, okay, I get it, Lord. I got it. I'm going to do, help me to do it. Yeah. I want to do it. And here Jesus is telling his, teaching his disciples in the matter of giving. And he's telling them the right way to do it and the way not to get caught, you know, not to go about doing it. You see, giving for recognition is the wrong motive for giving. A lot of people in this world give for recognition, to be recognized as of someone of importance or, you know, again, recognition is said to be by tooting your own horn, you want to be recognized. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Well, who are you? Really? Bottom line, who are you? Right? People want recognition in this world. And Jesus said, don't be like that. Because there's several wrong motives. A person might give for recognition and prestige. See, to be praised by men during life and to be remembered by men in death? Mm -mm. A person may desire the applause of men and their thanks and appreciation, their honor, praise, their esteem. They seek all that in this life. And if that's what they're living for, for, for all that recognition in this life, when their life is over, that's all gone. They're forgotten. You know, they'll be forgotten after a while. But the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after the judgment. So once this life is over, it doesn't matter who recognized them on this earth. What matters is, did God recognize your giving with a pure heart, with the right motive? Were you doing things in life for yourself, for your own glory, for your own namesake? Or were you giving for my glory, for my namesake, because you had compassion and mercy and didn't care about yourself? It was about doing the right thing because this is what the Lord says. A person can give for self-applause or self-satisfaction or self-admiration. Sometimes it's not about the outward, it's about the inward. Oh, how wonderful I am. I gave. Oh, I'm a wonderful person. How great am I? Oh, and God says, no. It's not about how, what you think of yourself. In God's eyes, we've got to say, Lord, I, I'm giving because this is what, you, this is what you, you want. This is the way you are. This is who you are. You're a giver, and you call me to give. And I give it because of love and compassion. And it's, I'm out of the picture, basically. Thank you for giving me the, the ability, making me have the ability to give. Thank you for the good, or whatever it is that I have to give. Thank you. I have this to give to someone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that that person can have something. I remember when I was in Nutley with the, with the church out there, and we started the homeless ministry. You know, we brought, the, we brought them coffee and sandwiches, and it wasn't about us. It was just the thankful Lord that we were able to bring something to someone who yes. had nothing. Okay. And I always said, if, what if that was me out there? Yeah. I would be so thankful for someone to bring me a hot cup of coffee, a hot cup of chocolate, a sandwich, something mm. more than I have. It's, it's something more than I just didn't have, right? Yes. And so we brought them in. We brought them to, to a little, uh, what they call the annex building in church, and we, we would give them clothes and scarves yeah. in the wintertime 
gloves, make sure that we had the things there. Who wanted them? Here, help yourselves. And it wasn't, it wasn't that we wanted recognition. We truly had hearts for these people. And so many of them were because of un, you know, situations they couldn't control in their lives and they found themselves homeless. They found themselves on the street. They found themselves without money. People would, people would look down on them and say, well, they're that way because they want to be. That's because the motive in the person who says that doesn't want to give. When a person doesn't want to give, they find excuses and reasons why they shouldn't give. But Jesus says, we can't be like that. You have a world, we have a world around us with real needs. And when we see a need, and if, if we have the ability to give and take care of that need, we might not be able to fulfill the whole need, but maybe there's something we could do. Give him a cup of coffee, give him a, a sandwich, just pray with him, give him word, words of comfort, something, you know? You, your pockets might be empty, you might not have any money, but what can you give? Prayer, right? Yes. What did they say to the, to the man at the, silver and gold I have none, yes, but what I have I do give. Yes. There's always, always, there's always, always something to give. And whether it could be money, whether it could be food, whether it could be clothing, whether it could be words of comfort, words, words of prayer, let me pray, let's pray together for your needs. Something, something, something. There's always a way to give. Yes. We can never see a need and say, well, there's nothing I could do about it. Yes, there is. If you have no finances, if you don't have the clothing, if you don't have food, you can still pray with them. Oh, you can man. still comfort them. Yes. Words of encouragement, words of hope, yeah. right? You're not alone. I'll stand with you. I'll pray with you. I'll agree with you. Yeah. Yes. There's always something, and Jesus is teaching his disciples that. The multitudes out there, the motive has to be for the people who are hungry and thirsty yeah. and poor, who are dying because they don't know me, who are dying because of sickness, lepers, Jesus didn't turn the lepers away. He healed them. He had the power and the ability to heal them, and he healed them. Whether they came back to him or not, he healed them. Jesus wasn't saying, well, let me see. Are you going to thank me after, if I heal you? If not, I'm not going to do it. He didn't say that, did he? No. He said, come. Come to me. All you are burdened and heavy laden, come to me. I'll give you rest. Jesus is able to give rest to everyone. Yes. And he withholds it not. He gives it to you if you come to him. Yes. And this is what he's teaching his, his disciples. Jesus wasn't doing that so he can be, you know, uh, he was doing it because he was showing his love. Yes. I mean, Jesus, if Jesus just wanted to be recognized as God, he could have just opened the heavens, sounded a big trumpet and made himself, look, I'm God up here. You better bow down and worship me. But he wasn't looking for that. Jesus wanted to be seen as a God of compassion and mercy and one who meets the needs of the people. This is why the people came to him. This is why the, the religious leaders didn't want him, but the people who had needs came to him because he was a need meter. He would meet their needs. He would have mercy on them, compassion on them. It didn't matter who you are. Come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Right. See, people might give because they give out of obligation. Oh, I have to give. So I'm going to give because I have to give. That's the wrong motive. That's the wrong motive. We don't give because we have to give. Jesus is saying we can't be like that, guys. Teaching his disciples, you can't be like that. 
You have to give because you want to give. You desire to give. Yes. You know? You know, it's not, it's not always, you know, it's not always wrong to give uh, when men see us or openly in public. But it's wrong when we give so that men can see us. Yes. There's a difference. Yes. Sometimes we give openly where people see it, and we can't help that, but we want to give and we give. But we're not doing it so that they can see us. Yes. There are some people who go out and, again, will toot their horns so that people can see them yes. giving. And there's people that go out there and give, and people will see it, and they'll say, well, they saw me give, but my motive wasn't so that they could see me give. Mm. You know, just one example. You, you, you go to, like, when this, this, these people raised a, organized a fundraiser for YLC, a place where my wife works. And it was, a, it was like a, an open thing. It was a pie and cake auction thing. And it was openly. And people came there to give. And they didn't come to give to be seen. They came to give because they saw a need. And they wanted to meet that need in their heart. Spiritually, they wanted to give because they wanted to give. It was done openly, but it wasn't done so that they could be seen giving. It was done so that they can give to meet the need. And yes, it was seen by others, but the motive was right. Yes. The motive was to give to meet a need. And they, they wanted to because they... They saw the need and they wanted to meet that need and wanted to give. And others saw, and that's good. Mm -hmm. But if I go to say, oh, I'm going to go so that others can see that I give X amount, mm -hmm. then you're doing it for the wrong motive. Yeah. Right. And God is not pleased. And this is what Jesus is talking about that. He said, don't hold back from doing good, but just be careful how you do it. See, Matthew 23, 5 says, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. Luke 20, 46 says, Beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the marketplaces and highest seats in the synagogues and the chief rooms at feasts. They, they go around just to, to be seen as, you know, and Jesus says, it's not about going around to be recognized. It's going about going around doing good. Going around with a heart that sees the world around you as a world with full of needs. Yes. And as Lord, I thank you for this day that you've given me to breathe. And in this world around me, help me to do good. Help me to be a yes. blessing to someone today. Have we ever prayed, Lord, help me be a blessing to someone today? Yes. Bring someone. I mean, everyone needs the gospel. I mean, we want to bring the gospel to people. But at the same time, whether they want the gospel or not, if I see that they have a need and they're not saved, well, what should I do? Say, well, they're not saved, and so I can't meet their need. But now if someone says, come on, I need some money to go buy some drugs. I need some money to go buy alcohol. No. But what do you need, a coat? I'll get you a coat. Want a cup of coffee? Come on, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. But we're not meeting a need so that they can go sin. Amen. Meeting a need so that they can stay warm meeting a need so that they could have a meal, you know? And I remember growing up, you know, growing up when we used to minister out there, people used to say, oh, I need 10 bucks. What do you need 10 bucks for? Oh, I'm hungry, I didn't eat. Well, come on, I'll buy you a meal. I'll get you a cup of coffee and a sandwich. I'm not gonna give you 10 bucks, but I'll buy you a cup of coffee and a sandwich, right? Because you know, you've given 10 bucks, they're gonna go get the little jug, right? Or they're gonna go shoot something up. 
but you're really hungry, you're really thirsty, come on. I'll get you a cup of coffee and a donut. All right? Is that is it right? We got, I think most of us can afford to get someone a cup of coffee and a donut at least, right? So you're really hungry? Come on, let's go and I'll buy you a cup of coffee and a donut. How's that? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want coffee and a donut. I just want 10 bucks. No. <laughs> coffee and a donut. Well, let's pray right now. Let me pray for your need. Right? So you see, there, there's, there's reasons and motives of, of, why, of why things are done. Matthew 23, 12 says, Whoever exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. And so John 5, 44 says, How can you believe which receive honor one of another? And seek not the honor that comes from God only. People do things so that they can be recognized by somebody else or get favor with somebody else. And they're doing things and giving so that they can be part of this organization and part of that and part of this and this and that. And that's recognition by men. But God says, you know, you want to be recognized by that guy. But meanwhile, there's somebody else out here. You gave $10,000 to this, to this man to be recognized so you can get favor. Well, there's someone who's starving that doesn't have a, can't pay their bills, can't meet this, a single mom, a, a single dad, a somebody, right? right? And so you're looking for recognition of men, and God is saying, my child is hungry over here. Mm. My, hello, my child is hungry over here, yes. yeah. right? You see, so many people give thousands of dollars, pay pay all kinds of money for meals at these big social events to raise funds for all corrupt organizations and stuff like that, right? They'll pay some five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a meal, $1,000 a meal, and it's going to fund something that is full of sin and wickedness, right? Meanwhile, outside, there's people who are hungry, don't have clothes, right? Don't have nothing. If they only took part of what they did and they could feed, how many people could they feed? Right? How many people could they give a meal to? Right? Jesus is saying they received their reward. They gave to men. Yes, yes. When they faced me, what did you give? Well, I didn't see you give. What did you give? To whom? To where? You didn't give to me. No. You didn't give to my child who was hungry and thirsty and looking for something. You know, that's what Jesus said. The Father is not going to reward them. Giving recognition for reward is only... It's only on this earth when the only thing that you want to do is be rewarded on this earth today, then you, Jesus says, they have their reward. They have their reward, reward already. And that fades away like that. That goes quick. But the person who gives at a, uh, of a wrong motive, he fails himself because he, he fails to give of himself and he fails to see the need of that of that individual and doesn't fails to meet the need of that person who is truly in need when a person chooses to be rewarded by men in this world or people in this life that's a poor reward that's a that's a that's a that's a cheap reward to get he's cheated himself thinking oh i'm going to get the praise of men you you just shortchanged yourself you just cheated yourself. You're going to get that little reward. Gonna, you know what? They're going to forget you right. pretty quick. Right. You know, they're, they're going to forget what you gave and what you did pretty quick. Right. Things change. Circumstances change so quick in this life. And if you choose just to, to get that reward in a moment, you just robbed yourself, cheated yourself, 
and there's nothing else to expect. Well, you know, I did that, but hey, it's over now. They didn't even care, whatever, blah, 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 blah. What a terrible fate to have no, re no more reward than what this world offers. No hope, no, no expectation of anything better. You know, for the flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is a flower. The grass withers and the flower thereof falls away. The Bible says in Psalm 49, 17, when, when a man dies, he carries nothing away. His glory shall not <laughs> go with him, you know? You can't put all, all your, your stuff in the, in, the, in the casket with her in the U-Haul. It's not going with you. Right? It's going to stay where it's at. It doesn't matter how big the U-Haul is or whatever. Right? All that stuff stays behind. Yes. And then you're facing the Lord of glory, the God of mercy, the God who gives generously. Yes. Where's all your stuff? Why is it there when your neighbor could have used some of that? Your neighbor could have used one, one item there, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what a man has around his casket, how much money in the bank he leaves, how many, right. how many homes he leaves. It doesn't matter how, how rich and wealthy he was. The Lord is going to say, what would you do with all that stuff? Where is it? Did you help anybody? This is what Jesus is saying. This, this is what's going to happen. We have to give an account to the Lord, right? right? If we don't know Jesus, we have to give an account to the Lord. And if we do know Jesus, then we, should be, we shouldn't be in the situations of wanting to toot our own horn, looking for our own glory and reward in this world. That's why Jesus is teaching his disciples, you can't be like those who don't know me, who don't want to know me, because they're living for themselves. But you guys, he's saying, you, you have to be different. You can't be like them. This is the way you are to give. Don't learn from people who give like that. Yeah. Don't let them teach you that this is what giving is all about. It's not. Let me teach you what giving is all about. I'd rather learn from Jesus, yes. right? And so Jesus is teaching the disciples, learn from me, guys. This is how you are to give. Not like they do. Not like they give to be rewarded in this world. Not like they give to get notice of men in this world. We want to give so we get noticed by God, our Father. We want to give because we have compassion for the people that are out there. They have legitimate needs. I'm talking about legitimate needs. Yes. Legitimate needs. Mm -hmm. You know, people come left and right, come from all over, and they'll say, I need this and I need that, and they might not. They're just looking to get over. Right. There's con artists. You know there's con artists? Yes, and, and they might dress shabbily, but they got, a, they got all kinds of money in the bank. That's right. And they'll come around saying, oh, I really need this and I really need that. We have to be wise and understand a legitimate need from a phony need. A legitimate need from a made-up need. And we can't go by the appearance of people. Right. Some people appear to be poor so that they can get and con people out of giving. Because people know and understand, and people know and understand, especially Christians, well, not always just Christians, because there are some giving people out there who are not Christians who will give generously, but Christians become a target for those con artists yes. who know how to, who, how to take from you. Oh, doesn't, oh. And so we need, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God. Lord, give me discernment and give me wisdom. Amen. Jesus is not talking about giving to every con artist, every liar, every deceiver that comes your way. But Jesus is telling them when you see a legitimate need and you know it's a real need, then we have to do so. We just can't turn away from that. 
We can't say no. We have to find some way that we can give to that person to help them. We need to help them. And so in motive, the right motive for doing good is, is to give unconsciously. Pay no, pay no attention to what you're giving or doing. Doing it because your heart says to do it. You know, there's, there's one person I remember came up in church one day not here, it was when I was in New Jersey, and I think it was when we were in Elizabeth, and somebody came and says, Pastor, can you help me? I really need $20. I really have bad need, and I really have $20. And I felt in my heart, I felt in my spirit that it was a real, legitimate need. I gave that person $20 because I felt it in here. I felt the Holy Spirit say yes. I don't, just don't give it because somebody says it, but I felt it in here that the Lord was saying, this is genuine, give it. I gave $20 to that person. People around me says, whoa, you shouldn't have done that. You're never going to see that 20 again. I said, well, I just felt this is what God wanted me to do. Others were saying, no, I don't think so. You're never going to see that 20 again. <laughs> but a couple weeks later, that gentleman walked in, said, Pastor, thank you. Here's your $20 back. You don't know how much it helped me at the time. He gave it back to me because I felt it in my spirit to give it. Whether it came back to me or not, I don't care. I felt it in here to give, and I gave. And I said, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to give. Whether that came back or not, I don't care because I felt it in here to give, and I just gave it, not looking for anything to come back. Did it come back? It came back with thanksgiving. And just coming back with thanksgiving, said, Lord, you are great. Yes, Thank great you for helping meet that person's need at the time. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Not giving 20 just to anybody that comes up and asks you for 20. Right. But when you God puts it on your heart to give, give. Don't hold back. Don't hesitate. Just give and don't look. Say, when are you going to pay me back? If you don't pay me back in a week, I'm coming to ring your bell. <laughs> That's not the way we give, no. right? It's, it's give and, and just say, forget about it. You know, hey, if someday you can pay it back and you want to pay it back, then fine. Otherwise, I'm glad that I could be of help. Right? Yeah. And so that's the right reason and motive for, for giving. You see, a person who is in Christ, who is in God, sees the world as God sees it. Yeah, there's a lost world, a dying world, but there's a world of needy people. The poor you will have with you always. And God is always looking to meet the needs of his people. And that's why if we want to be like Christ, we have to see the world in Christ, through Christ's eyes, and do it uh, the way. When Jesus said in Matthew 19, 21, Jesus said to him, If you will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Let me teach you about life. Let me teach you about living. All that stuff, go sell it. Give it to the poor and come follow me. Are you willing to give up that stuff to follow me and do my work? Jesus is trying to say to him, what's more important? He's not, not that he had to sell everything and give it to the poor. It would have been good if he did. Jesus would have blessed him more abundantly. Than he, yes, he, would have been more, he would have been richer walking with Jesus than he would, yes. would have with all that stuff stored up in his storehouse. Amen. But when Jesus said, go, sell all you have and give it to the poor and come follow me. Jesus is saying, what's more important, the stuff of this world 
and how much you have, or is it following me, walking with me through this life? If you choose me and walk with me in this life and learn of me and, and, and do what I've taught you to do and I'll help you to do it, great will be your reward in heaven, greater than anything you could imagine on this earth. I'm living to get that reward of heaven. When, when There's nothing in this world, there's not enough storehouses in this world that could, I mean, you can have stuff, 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 and you can never even enjoy it all. You can never even go through all that stuff, right? You can have a list on paper. You can have a, oh, this is what I own. This, 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 this. And it goes on page one, page two. What are you going to do with all that stuff? Why don't you give some of it away? Right? Bless somebody with some of that. But Jesus was telling him, if you want treasure in heaven, put, put my kingdom above the kingdom of this earth. Put my reward above the rewards of this earth. He, and he says it again, the same thing in Luke. And, you know, many times he said this. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet you lack us one thing. Sell all that thou house and distribute it unto the poor and shall have treasure in heaven. He says it several times in Luke. He says it in Matthew. And remember Zacchaeus, the little tax collector? Remember Zacchaeus? Huh? Remember, where was he? Up in the little tree, right? And he, he heard Jesus teaching, and he came down, and he said unto the Lord, and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and has I give to the poor, and I have taken anything from any man by false, and I restore to him fourfold. Zacchaeus got it. You see, Zacchaeus heard the words and the teachings of Jesus, and he knew that Jesus was, it was not about receiving, it was about giving. And Zacchaeus came down, and right, nobody liked him. He was the, the tax collector. Nobody liked him. Get away from Jesus. Jesus rebuked him. He's a tax collector. Get away from him, Zacchaeus. Jesus went to his house and eat. <laughs> because Zacchaeus was changed in his heart and in his mind. And he said, Lord, I'll take half of what I have and give it to the poor. And if I defrauded anyone, if I deceived anyone, I'll pay them back fourfold. He got it. It wasn't about the stuff of this world. It was that, Lord, I want to follow you. I want, I want to go by your teaching. And you teach me to give to the poor. You teach me to, to, to make right if I didn't. And Zacchaeus got it. And Jesus is teaching his disciples this thing. You have to have compassion. You have to see the needs and meet the needs. Yeah not for yourself to be exalted, not so that you can gain prominence or power or position, but that you can please my Father which is in heaven. For these are His children. And they're being, some of them are on the road to hell, but they can be redeemed and saved and, and brought back into heaven. Their names can be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But whether they thank you or not, give when you see the need. And it says in Leviticus, And if thy brother be waxen poor and fallen in decay, then thou shalt relieve him. Though he be a stranger or a sojourner, take care of him. Deuteronomy 15, 7, If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of the gates in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thy hand from your poor brother. That's what it says. And Deuteronomy 16, every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which we has given you. 
God doesn't ask us to do more than we can. But God is saying everyone can do something. Like we said, it doesn't matter. If you have an abundance of finances, use some of that to bless someone who's in need. If you have a lot of goods, bless someone who has no goods or very little. Whatever you have, bless. If you have silver, no silver or gold, you can bless them with prayer. You can encourage them. Give them comfort. Give them hope. Give them a, a, a word of encouragement. God sees in secret, and it says that my Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. You know what that means? God will bless you so that everybody can see that you're blessed of God and not of man. And God said, if you give, if you take care of the poor and the needy, this is the word of God. God says, if you give, not to toot your own horn, not for your own purposes, but if you give with a pure heart and a pure motive because you want to, you see the need, you have compassion, you want to please God, and you want to do the right thing, and you just want to give without looking for reward, without looking for anything back, God says, my Father, Jesus says, my Father, my Father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, my Father in whom all the silver and gold belongs, my Father who owns the heavens and the earth, my Father whose throne is set above all, He will reward you openly. Openly. Not in just secret, but openly. And that's why when we give, Jesus is saying, just give. God sees what you're doing. Though nobody else sees it, God sees it. And if God sees it, he will reward you openly. I'd rather receive a reward of God than a reward of man who gives me a praise that is gone in an hour or two or a day or three. God will reward you openly. That's why you can't outgive God. You cannot outgive God. That's why when God says, you know, speaking of tithes and offerings, when you give that way with tithes and offerings, it will come back to you. God will bless you abundantly and when you see needs and meet the needs of the poor around you God sees it it doesn't matter who who doesn't or who does but if you do it the right way and you give God sees it and he will reward you openly he is a rewarder God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him we have to understand that God is a rewarder we don't give to be rewarded but we give and God will reward us Lord, your word says to give because, just because, yeah. just because there's a need and I can meet that and I'm going to give. That's what you say and that's what he's teaching his disciples. There's a multitude out there and there's needs. Out there and within your own brothers here, there's needs. If you see those needs and do what you can to take care of them, God will see what you're doing and will reward you openly in this world. Yeah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And I just want to close with this. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins and give to every man according to a ways and according to the fruit of his doings. God is a rewarder of those who take his word to heart and say, yes, Lord, I want to be a disciple. I want to be like you. Jesus, I want to have compassion on and help me to see the needs and help me to know what I can do to meet these needs. Find a way to meet someone's needs, however you can. Not how you can't, 
You can't meet needs that you don't have the ability to meet, but there's some way, like I said, there's some way you can meet that need. And once you do it, Jesus says, my father who sees it will reward you. And he's saying this with a smile on his face. My father who sees this will reward you openly. He's saying, come on, guys, I want to see you blessed. I want to see you abundantly blessed. So this is part of what it takes to receive that outpouring of my father in heaven who wants to. He's, he's up there smiling, waiting to unleash his blessings on you. We have to see God as a happy God, a smiley God, right? Not a God with a stern face, but a God who's up there smiling. He said, I want to bless you. I want to, I want to, how can I bless you today? Ah, you just blessed someone. Okay, now I can bless you. This is how God is. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and who do his word. God, you can't escape the blessings of God. But Jesus is telling his disciples, it starts in the heart. It starts in the heart and the renewing of the mind. And once you get that new heart, that new spirit, and your mind is renewed, then you're doing everything I'm teaching you to do, and God is going to pour out his blessings upon you. Father, we just thank you for your word to us today. We pray that you take this word and seal it within our hearts, O God, and help us, Lord, to meet someone's needs. Lord, you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts hearts to understand, and you've given us, Lord, of your compassions that are new upon us every morning. Help us to be compassionate and, and loving and kind towards someone, O oh God. And we just thank you that we want to be like you, Lord. We want to be obedient to your word because your word is good to us and good for us. And, oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this day and time together. And we just pray your blessings over your people, Lord God, as they leave this place but not your presence. Watch over them, Lord. Keep them safe from all evil, harm, and danger as we travel on the roads. Bring someone across our pathway that we can share the gospel of Christ with, Lord. And we believe you for the salvation of our family and friends and neighbors and all, Lord God. But help us to see the needs and meet, be able to meet in some way, shape, or form the needs of those you bring across our pathway. And we give you thanks now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.